Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. As we continue, we continue looking at Hebrews, Hebrews uh, 9. And as it's Memorial Day, it's kind of interesting, once again, how just preaching through a scripture, God reminds me of how it's applicable and irrelevant. It's not like you have to search out scripture so you could put in your message, but you can just search out scripture and you find that Jesus already has a message. So we look at Hebrews 9. This is 9 verse 11. And as we look, this is the New International Version. But when Christ came as high priest of the good things that are now already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not made with human hands. That is to say, it is not a part of this creation. And I wanted to have us look at the phrase, when Christ came, when Jesus came obediently as uh, his father's sacrifice for us, Things changed. When you got introduced to Jesus, things changed. It either made you uncomfortable, perhaps it made you mad, or hopefully it gave you that sense of freedom and peace and salvation, that forgiveness of knowing that Jesus loves us no matter what, and Jesus cares about what we're going through, and the abuse that you may have sustained in the past, the divorce that you went through, the difficulty that has happened in your life. You could say Jesus is here now. Actually, he always has been here, but I choose to recognize his salvation, his forgiveness, his freedom, his healing in my life. And Hebrews 9, 12 goes on to say, he did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. This is not because of the Old Testament sacrifices, the Old Testament law, which we've talked about so often, about how you had to do things a certain way to accomplish what the law said would happen, but we could enter the most holy place once for all by his own blood, by Jesus. It's not based on what you do, on your works, on how kind you are. This is so different than karma. It's not if you do something over time, you're going to get it back. This is God's grace that what we get is what we don't deserve. And so right when we recognize we have received grace, we can say, thank you, Jesus, for your kindness, your goodness, your mercy. And because you have been so good, I'm not going to continue to sin anymore and take advantage or take for granted your grace, your love, your forgiveness. But I'm going to choose to walk obediently in step with you to courageously live life after you, even though it means giving up what I want to do. I had the great privilege, honor, uh, fun of talking with some college friends on Friday evening. And it was so good to reminisce and tell stories and talk to each other. But then we were reminded of the current culture in which we live and how selfish and greedy people are. And we said, why do we want to live and remain so selfish where there's so much to be mad at? But if we live serving, we can understand that we can be grateful and have gratitude and share with others the things by helping and serving and being available to one another. 
What if that was God's plan the whole time? Well, let's look at John 15, 12 through 17. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. The verse that's being spoken and read and shared at churches across the world today. No greater love than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Love each other. What if we were just learn to love each other? This takes us back to last week. Now, the first covenant had regulations for worship and also an earthly sanctuary. Regulations. The regulations were do, do, do. But Jesus is saying love. And if we love, then we can understand that we are human beings. And we can be, we can become confident in who Jesus calls us. We don't have to do the right thing. We can just learn to be his child that he loves, that he calls as friends, that we can relate to people, not as projects, that they would think like us, that they would act like us, but that they would just know the freedom and salvation that we've been exposed to by His grace, and we can extend grace for others. So if you want to get the vaccine, we extend the grace. Get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, we extend the grace that you don't get the vaccine. If you want to wear a mask, we extend grace. If you want to stand up and raise your hands and sing and worship, then stand up and sing with your hands raised. If you want to kneel and worship, then you can kneel and worship, and we extend the same grace that I hope you will extend to me because we are free in Christ. And in Hebrews 9.13, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those are ceremonially unclean. Sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. We desire not only to be outwardly clean, but to be inwardly clean by the truth of who Jesus is. Hebrews 9, 14. How much more than with the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, his father, cleanse our consciences from the acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. So you might say, well, man, Jesus didn't have to die for me. Like I'm a good enough person. Well, the Old Testament law and in ancient times and even places around the world, they still offer sacrifices. Some places are still so evil that they offer babies, humans. And we can say, oh, Jesus, thank you that because of your sacrifice, we don't have to make that effort anymore to find a sacrifice, but we can receive the eternal spirit that you has given, you have given to us. 
It's so interesting that it talks about cleanse our consciousness, cleanse that shame, that guilt. We can know God's freedom. We can understand his healing. We can change how we think so we can change how we live. We can change how we think and we can know by what God has done in our heart that our passions have changed, that our empathy is focused more on helping and delivering and serving than it is on us gaining. And the second part of this verse that goes back to 9-1, that we may serve the living God, serve the living God. What a great joy it is to serve the living God. We can love God. We can serve others. And in Hebrews 9-1, the regulations for worship, that word worship, it means worship, ministry, service to God. Everything we do is out of service to God, for God's glory, for his glory, so he could be lifted up, so he could be magnified, because he is the one that paid the price for our sin. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of the new covenant, Hebrews 9.15, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. In the New American Standard Bible, it says, since a death has taken place for the redemption since Jesus died, the forgiveness of our sins, it's not based on what you bring to the table, what you do, that checklist, that regulation, but it's based on Jesus. And for some of us, it's our own pride that says, God, you didn't have to sacrifice Jesus for me. I'm going to do it. And we're reminded of, for those forgiven much, we love much. And for those that said, you know, I'm not that bad. I never got involved with this or that. I was never that evil or that sinful. Like, yeah, I'm thankful for God's forgiveness. I can go to heaven. We may have neglected to be reminded that our sin in God's eyes was the same sin of those that we think were so evil that Jesus forgave as well. That we can understand that God's covenant to us, his promise to us, his sacrifice for us was that we could have freedom from guilt and shame and from pride and greed that we could have freedom to know that he loves us and cares about us. On this Memorial Day, we just think of honoring the men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military for us. We think of those who passed away. Some of you are familiar and aware that my cousin, Scott McLaughlin, his parents, Kevin and Vicki, attend our church. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He was killed in action, and we celebrate him on this Memorial Day. We celebrate those that have taken that oath to protect us through serving in the military. But even more are we grateful that Jesus died once to cleanse us all from our sin. In the case of a will, it is necessary to prove the death of the one who made it because a will is enforced only when somebody has died. It never takes effect while the one who made it is living. And this word will can also be translated to covenant. 
And we think about the covenant that God made with us so that we could have that promise that we could live in eternal security. And yes, I'm a Wesleyan. Yes, there's differences with Arminian and Calvin, but we have that eternal security in knowing who Jesus is. If we abide and remain in him, we can know that we are safe and that we are loved. Hebrews 9, 18 through 21 This is why even the first covenant was not put into effect without blood. When Moses had proclaimed every command of the law to all people, he took the blood of calves together with water, scarlet wool, and branches of hyssop and sprinkled the scroll in all the people. And you can say, oh, this doesn't make sense to me. This is too much law. This is too much ancient days. And that is correct because of Jesus. We don't have to go back and fulfill the law, but we can understand It's important to know why there's tradition and there's ritual to understand what Jesus accomplished through his sacrifice for us. He said, this is the blood of the covenant, which God has commanded you to keep in the same way. He sprinkled with the blood, both the tabernacle and everything used in its ceremonies. And what a joy is it that we no longer have to focus what is based on those ceremonies, but we can focus on Jesus, as it says in Hebrews 9, 22. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. So it's not about what we do, but it's simply based on who we believe in who we follow, where we go. Are we walking in step with Jesus? Are we giving up our own desires because we truly believe God has something better? Or if we don't believe that he has something better, we believe in what he's done. And by faith, we choose to believe that he has something better for us. Hebrews 9.23, we find these words, It was necessary then for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. And you can say, Jeff, I'm tired of hearing about this law, tired of hearing about the same things over and over. So let me ask you, present this question to you. What do you think it takes to make a good person? What do you think a nice person does to gain the acceptance and the respect of others? How tolerant need we be with those around us so that they can see that we are good intentioned people and then realize our best efforts are way too small. We need to know that we are hidden in Christ, one that is much larger, much stronger, more powerful, that takes away the sin of the world and the uh, discussions, the conversations, the contradictions, the fights that we have with those neighbors, our own family members, the co-workers. We can hide in Jesus and know that he's accomplished these things. And we don't always have to take a stand for my rights. We can just say, Jesus has forgiven me and I choose to love you. And in that love, I know the Holy Spirit's at work based on the truth of the Bible, the scripture that he is calling you. He is compelling you to himself. And so let's present Jesus in a way where he is well received by 
by others. Hebrews 9.24, For Christ did not enter a sanctuary made with human hands. That was only a copy of a true one. He entered heaven itself now to appear for us in God's presence. He entered heaven itself following being crucified, being buried, being risen from the dead and ascended. Again, Ezra liked it, and I'll say it once more. Jesus sits with his feet up resting, knowing that everything that he was called to do by his father, it is complete. It is finished. It's been accomplished. And now Jesus intercedes on our behalf that we might know his love, his freedom, his joy, his peace, and extend that with great grace to others. As we look at Hebrews 9, 25 through 26, nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again. No, it was accomplished once. The way the high priest enters the most holy place in the Old Testament every year with blood that is not his own. Otherwise, Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world. But he has appeared once and for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of of himself. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Are you waiting for Jesus? Are you waiting for God to do what only he can do? He died once, and after that, there's judgment. So can we face judgment knowing that God is coming and we can face judgment knowing that, yes, there would be shame, there would be guilt, but we have received Jesus' salvation. So it's not based on our efforts, but it's based on what Jesus has done. And we can make wise decisions to follow him. He is bringing salvation. His salvation is for us to know him and to make him known. What a great joy that is to know that Jesus cares about everything we are going through, to understand that God loves us so much, to realize that we're a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody that saved our soul. I'm a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody to save my soul. So when you get into debates or discussions, when you find yourself in the middle of what matters most, we can say, because of Jesus, we love. And because of Jesus' love, he convicts. And because of conviction, there is judgment. But we can be judged now so we can turn in repentance and confession, being cleansed from all unrighteousness, knowing that God makes us new. God transforms our mind, our ways of thinking. God changes our heart to beat for the things that he beats for his will, his glory his creation. And on this Memorial Day, what a great reminder of earthly sacrifice that's provided freedom. And even more, God's sacrifice of his son that gives us salvation. Jesus, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you help. We thank you for your word and we thank you for how you counsel 
you interpret, you bring to life. So, God, we desperately claim and proclaim how much we need you. We thank you that we are not alone, and we thank you for friends that need you, that we can learn how to display you, how to reveal you, how to obey you, so others might know your great hope. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for loving us. We do pray for those families that on this weekend are reminded of the great loss and sacrifice of their family members. Bring comfort and strength. We thank you, Jesus, that we are not alone and that you are with us. Thank you, God, because you care. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. We say, God, let it be done. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.